1: There are billions of women passing through similar experiences all around the world and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. These conversations surpass age, race, location. They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. Welcome to the fourth part of the mini-series that we're running with the She Word, titled Living with a Narcissist, It's Not About You. Now, so far throughout this series, we've looked at how a narcissist is made. We've looked at whether a narcissist can change. We've also looked at identifying the traits of a narcissist. And now we start to look at how we can protect ourselves and also what we should and shouldn't do, the do's and don'ts of dealing with a narcissist. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Dr. Rose Gallia on this show, on this episode of this series again. Rose, thank you so much for being here and being a part of this show and this season because, of course, the last time that we sat down at a table together was on the show of the last show of season two, which was How to Survive a Narcissist. And we were talking about the trauma and the abuse that comes with relationships with narcissists. So thank you so much for being back here with me.
0: Thank you, Trudy, for the invite. I mean, it's always a pleasure I enjoy being here with you. I enjoy doing these um, talks and I am really, really thankful and grateful that you invited me back on the show.
1: So I really want to dip into, in this episode, the do's and don'ts of dealing with a narcissist. Because as we've discussed in the three episodes so far not only are they very particular personality types, they have very common traits. And once you learn how to deal with that, you can equip yourself so that any interaction will have as little damage as possible. And I want to start off by asking you, we've talked about so far in these three episodes, the fact that narcissists are created and they're not born, they they themselves are probably victims of trauma. And we've also talked about the fact that it's very unlikely that you can change yes. a narcissist. So for someone that's listening to this and they love somebody, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a sibling, maybe it's a, a, a partner, yes. and they they genuinely love them, they might think, well, okay, Maybe I should just tell them that they're a narcissist and tell them to go and get help. Rose, is that a good thing to do? Okay, so let's take a step back.
0: Maybe they have a relationship with a parent, a sibling, a partner. So who is... Let's call the victim of the narcissist. Many times it's those people that are most sensitive and empathic and are lovable. They are the people that have a huge heart and they love a lot. So if it is like a parent and you have four siblings, the one that's most sensitive and most lovable and most empathic would be the one that is most likely targeted by the narcissist parent. So the point is, should I call out a narcissist? Now let's again take a step back. And you discussed the traits and how it is created. And we know that they have an inflated ego and that there is grandiosity. So if you tell a narcissist you are, or something is wrong with you. What do you think is going to happen to that person? I mean, it will create more. It doesn't mean that we cannot get them for help. I think I, I was going to discuss the point, this point, mm. at the end. Mm. It because many times people, let's speak about narcissistic personality disorder, which is the worst. Okay, not traits, and. Uh, They wouldn't, when there is a personality disorder, they wouldn't acknowledge, they wouldn't admit that there is something wrong with them. The way they are created, the way they create their own environment, the way they create their relationships, they feel on top, they feel grandiose, they feel that others are less than them. So how can I be unwell? How can you tell me that I have a disorder? And many times we see these people in clinics, it's because of something else, because something else happened to them. They lost a job, they lost a business, they might have lost a relationship, and they complain a lot of um, the anxiety and the loss. That's how we see them in the clinics, but they wouldn't come because of the narcissistic personality disorder. And... uh, Pointing out this, they will rebuke it. They will obviously not take it on. It will be very, very difficult to take on um, the, the 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 label of a disorder for themselves because they're godlike. So how can someone godlike have a disorder?
1: So listen. <clears throat> Let's just reiterate that first point. If you are engaged, if you're involved, if you're interacting with a narcissist, telling them that and that they are a narcissist and they need help is not going to get the desired result. No, because then you'll be.
0: If we continue looking on their patterns of behaviour. Then with that, it means that you've hurt them badly, you've injured them, then rage is going to come and they're going to attack you and they're going to call you names and they're going to manipulate the situation into making you believe that you are the one that has the disorder. You are the one that is sick. You are the psychotic one. You are the depressed one. You need help and go get the help as soon as you can because you're making this environment intolerable. Nobody can stand you. Mm. And this is the language of the narcissist when they are hurt, when they are targeted. Mm. They shift the blame onto somebody else. They project it onto others. And the words that I said are most likely how they feel inside, mm. but they project it onto you. Mm. They cannot tolerate to hold those emotions for themselves. So they project them.
1: So you mentioned a number of things there, a number of behaviors. You're talking about this projection and you're talking about this this retaliation. So I want to look at some real practical points, Mm -hmm. very black and white. And then we're going to dive dive a little bit deeper. So my next question is, obviously, as we've already discussed, and you've just mentioned, narcissists can be very confrontational. Should I get into an argument with a narcissist? Can I win an argument with a narcissist? Because as you just said, they'll retaliate, they'll throw things at you, they'll throw accusations, which are not true. Mm -hmm. Is it worth me standing my ground and getting into that fight? Okay, um,
0: often enough we might find ourselves in a situation where we cannot avoid an argument, okay? So let's say two people in the car and an argument just happened in the car, so you can't just stop the car and leave. So let's say you're in a situation where you cannot avoid the argument. What you need to do is stick to the point that the argument has originated. Meaning, if the point was we're arguing about black, stick to black. Because what happens with a narcissist, many times the other person that involved in an argument with a narcissist would tell you, I don't even know what the where the argument mm. started what the topic of the argument was because they'll go round and round and spiral and spiral and every topic would be tapped on that you would get lost so as an interaction as an argument being on the other side say and be clear let's keep to the topic that we're not agreeing on and i just gave the example of black Let's keep to black. And the narcissist will start off with, but black has different shades and it will have different shades of gray and then it will go into blue and we'll end up with all the colors of the rainbow, if you understand what I mean. But we left black and we're not dealing with black anymore. So if you can't avoid the the argument, ask to please stick to that point.
1: So let me... Ask this to you then, Rose, because quite often when a person is engaging with somebody with this narcissistic personality, and and they are stipulating that black is black. And then they go off on a tangent and let's talk about, let's bring grey into this. Let's bring. And if we're going to talk about it, let's say that they are disseminating or discussing a family member. They're talking about your mother and how they don't like your mother or, <clears throat> or something like that. Okay. Then they're probably going to bring other family members yes. in and then they're going to bring everything else in and then they're going to turn it into everything else. And turn it into a transgenerational family tree. Absolutely. Yeah. Then if I come back to you as... As, and say, but we were talking about my mum, mm-hmm. let's stick with the topic of my mm-hmm. mother. Is that not going to then aggravate and inflame the narcissist? Because surely if we can't win the argument, we want to make sure at least that we exit the argument as peacefully as possible.
0: Yes. And also what can be done is, as I said earlier, Many times the other person in the narcissistic relationship is very empathic and she could say, or he could say, look, I understand that you have other um, aspects that you want to discuss and argue about, but please let's stick to the point. But I understand that maybe another time we can, so we're giving a bit of empathy. Mm. I understand that there's anger towards my family, blah, 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 but let's stick to this. It's creating boundaries so that we don't get lost also reminding ourselves that these are the person's issues that this person this is the way that they know how to argue they don't know any different Mm. so this is their way of being in an argument and we said love and we know that there are people that are in relationships like this and that there is love as well so it doesn't mean that we need to kind of hurt, or in defending ourselves, we inflict pain in, in, in the other. So if you're in a relationship, first of all, educate yourself about, I mean, these programs are very healthy, and educating ourselves about issues like this will help and support the person, because um, if you are in a relationship, like if it's a, a, a parent, it's difficult to disown your parents. It's difficult to zone a son or a daughter. Come on, it's it's not like mm-hmm. divorcing or separating. So there is still love. And what we need to be careful with is let's not spiral during an argument. Let's be a bit empathic. I understand that you might need, I understand that you might feel hurt about another member of the family. I am. I I know that your feelings towards my sister, blah, blah, blah. But we're speaking about my mother. Let's stick to my mother. Mm. But you're conveying empathy as well, that you're understanding there.
1: Now, we're talking about this argument, and one thing that I can very much identify with is that within an argument, and I think this is where I'd love to see us offer practical advice for this as well, is that within that argument? If a narcissist feels like they're not lose, they're not winning, then we've talked about it once before. We're going to touch on this again. That a narcissistic trait is gaslighting. Yeah, and you're in this situation. And I'm talking to you, and of course, and we're talking very calmly here. So if we were role playing for a second, and you, you're the narcissist, and you're saying, "But your mother is this, and your mother is that," and I'm saying, "Listen, my mum." you know, my mother did this for you. It's okay. It's fine. And, and I'm coming back with this. I know that she's upset you, but let's stick to the topic because we're not going to go off. Now, if a narcissist doesn't think they're winning, they they've, they very much likely are going to head towards gaslighting and Jeez. gaslighting is for me visually where a narcissist goes straight for the jugular yes. and tries to find the the weakest point and and at that point they have very little control of how hurtful they can be so how do we how do we deal with that what are the practical applications that we can look at and
0: gaslighting is emotional abuse and
1: in order for you say
0: that again gaslighting is emotional abuse
1: so we can call it out and we can say if yes. somebody's identified no. if gaslighting it is emotional abuse
0: it is emotional abuse and even in the argument you can say stop stop don't say this you can call it out because Many times, what happens when we have these empathic persons who are in narcissistic relationships, they take on, they take on, mm. and then they become confused. Mm. And um, if the person, the narcissistic person, called the other person um, depressed, psychotic, you're crazy, you're, then they will start doubting themselves. And she or he might be right. What they're saying about me. And that is emotional abuse. No one can point at you, call names, identify with something that you're not. But what happens is when there is gaslighting, many times the victim will start doubting and will take
1: it on. And that is why it needs to be stopped. So... Just for anybody who's listening or watching this, I want to be very clear that we've identified gaslighting as abuse. But I want to identify, Rose, if you can, what gaslighting is, because I think we've had a lot of descriptions that anybody that's watching or listening to this will say, "Oh my word! Wow!" That happened to me. So tell me exactly gaslighting is. Is is
0: when they throw onto you, like you said, boom, the gas onto you, and you're on fire. Okay, so um, you're having an argument. Let's keep to the simple thing. You said mother. I said black. Let's keep to black. Okay. So we're having an argument about black, and we're not agreeing. And then we're going round in circles, spiraling. And you might say. Oh, let's stop. Let's 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 just continue speaking about the black, or we stop. When you're doing that, and the narcissistic person gets an angry, the gaslighting is, oh, you always do this, you always think that you're going to win the argument, you always blame me, and you're always telling me, and you're crazy, and you are psychotic, and you are this and you are that. And then suddenly. The person who said, let's stop, we were discussing black, would go, but he might be saying the truth. I might also be um, a bit crazy, a bit myself out of it. So, And this is gaslighting. When you become doubtful about what you're being accused of, which you are not,
1: and you're saying this very calmly, but there's another aspect to gaslighting as well: is when somebody throws literally. And I love that you just stopped. We use this term all the time, but it's used for a very, a very particular and very practical reason. You're looking at a, a small flame. You're throwing gas onto it, and it suddenly boof like yes. this. Now, we're being very calm as a responses, but in actual fact, just to to identify. Of a volatile response is often what the narcissist is looking for yes. so that they can sit back and say, you see.
0: And that's when he wins or she wins the whole argument. I mean, and this is not about winning, this is hurting each other. Yeah. This is about this is the inflicting pain and abuse. And but this is when there is The sadness and the defeat and the shame in it. So you said calmly, yes, because one of the things, if we're discussing how do we react, how do we interact, is remain calm.
1: Do you have any practical
0: tips for that? Because
1: that's easy to
0: say. I know, and it's a process. It's a <laughs> but process. But they must Trudy. be sort of,
1: you know, whether it's breathing or, or whatever, okay, so leaving we, the room or whatever. Yes, yes,
0: yes. So let's start. We started off with recognizing. So get the knowledge, get the education. Am I dealing with a narcissistic personality disorder? Am I dealing with narcissistic traits? Get the knowledge and educate yourself. Once you do, do not lose your self esteem. It's important. To remember to regain your self-esteem because why? When a, we know a lot of people who are in narcissistic relationships lose their self-esteem, lose their confidence. So get your self-esteem back. How do we do that? Self-care, taking care of ourselves, doing things we enjoy, doing things that give us satisfaction, supportive friends supportive family members it's important to take care of ourselves so that we will have um we will maintain the self esteem okay. um also speak up for yourself many times we find just like i said the empath the sensitive one who believes that keeping the situation calm not infuriating the narcissist not triggering the rage will keep quiet and taking on. No, you need to speak up for yourself. If somebody called you psychotic, if somebody called you crazy, if somebody called you mad, you need to say, no, I will not take that on. I am not crazy. I am not psychotic. I do not drive everyone insane because many times they will accuse you of driving everyone insane, and everyone is complaining about your behavior. Okay? Yes, that's another <laughs> gaslighting. So you need to stand up for yourself and say, No, I would I do not take that on. Okay? And how do we practice these behaviors? Again, through education and reminding ourselves. Yes, that this is a person with a personality disorder, which is in itself, they also suffer. Mm. Inside, they also suffer. They are very shallow people. It's like they're broken on the inside. So let's recognize that. Let's recognize the behaviors. And when you pick up, like when they're projecting onto you aspects of themselves, you da, da, da. Remind yourself, this is their issue, not mine. I will not take it on. You don't need to verbalize it, but you need to self-support yourself. I will not take this on. Now, Trudy, people might be seeing us and listening to us and say, oh, Rose, um, it's very easy for you to say it. I know. It's not easy to be living in it and practice it. But I promise, I promise. That the more we do it, that the more we practice this, when we recognize, and this is how we get out of certain arguments. This is how you start creating those healthy boundaries. This is not about me. This is him or her. I will not, do not need to take it onto myself. And in that way, you are empowering yourself.
1: There's also... One thing, as you've said about educating yourself, is that a lot of the behavior is repetitive. Mm-hmm. It's going for the same trick. It's a two-trick pony. Yeah, it's the same trick or a similar trick, and we're going to repeat the same thing and the same thing and the same thing. And once, and if as you're listening to this to, to this conversation or watching this conversation, it would be great for anybody who's in that situation to say, okay, I'm going to go away, I'm going to read about narcissistic personality disorder or narcissism personality traits so that I can recognize them, just as you said, that when you can recognize that this is very, very clear behavior that's repetitive and it's clearly to identify, no you can actually say this is not about me. me.
0: And also how we have participated in it. Because until you recognize, you are also participating in it. You were also participating and feeding on those behaviors. And just like you said, when we're repeating these patterns over and over, it's like we are also feeding that behavior. And it's being repeated and repeated. And if you speak to people um, who are in this situation, they say, yes. It's like never ending. It's like we never get anywhere. And also, do not try to believe that you are going to change the person who has a narcissistic personality disorder. You cannot. And I, because a lot of decent people suffer, mm. they are the empaths, they are the sensitive, they are the loving kind. And they do try. And they do honestly try to give as much love as they can and change. And they don't succeed. And this is how the self-esteem and confidence are then. It's not just through the arguments. Mm. It's also like, but I, whatever I do is for nothing. Whatever, I'm, And that brings helplessness.
1: I think we've all been in relationships where we feel exhausted around somebody else because we, as we sort of move away from that relationship, we realize that they, that we were their supply and they were always absorbing our energy. And I think that is, again, and it's a question because we have to also identify that narcissists work on a supply chain. They need the supply. So if you're in a relationship with that person, you're either party of that that supply or you are potential supply. So how do we do that? How do we identify and break that bond of being the supply?
0: Okay. So basically, if I have been um, the supply and I recognize that I have been the supply, then I need to work also on myself to empower myself and say, What I did up to now did not work, Mm. has not worked. It's exhausted me. So this behavior must change. Not changing the person. This is the difference. Many people believe that they can change the other person. No, forget it. Never. But you can change yourself. You can change yourself how you are in these relationships. And I'm saying these because, yes, many times it's the empaths, the loving, and... You need to make clear boundaries because your idea of love and your idea of being empathic means that you have no sense of self. Mm. You give yourself completely and then that's where you get lost. And then that's where you participate because you're depleted, you're exhausted. So maintain your boundaries, empower yourself.
1: We spoke earlier on in this series about there being a perfect storm because narcissists do identify these you've mentioned this over and over again these empaths and people who are empathic and loving and caring and they get absorbed into that and there's a it's a almost a fatal combination and a perfect storm in the making so if somebody is in a narcissistic relationship then even by the fact that they are there indicates that there is Perhaps even a need for them to seek therapy, yes. to not just friends and family, but maybe to to, f- yes. to deal with why they were in a position where they could be part of that perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Am I right?
0: Yes, perfectly right. Perfectly right. And... Uh, Obviously, um, therapy can go into depth and personal and each individual um, is different and each individual has their own history and their own story and that can be dealt with in therapy. And also therapy is about empowering, about um, Mm. creating the boundaries, recognizing when to create the boundaries, how to do um, calming, calming exercises. Like I skipped that, I mean, and I want to point it out, like use your senses breathing. Use your senses. What am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I smelling? Ground yourself into the now. Because when we ground ourselves into the now, I'm breathing and I'm seeing you and I'm hearing tiny noises and I'm bringing myself into the now. That is going to calm me down. That is bringing me into the present and I'm not rushing here and there in my mind. So
1: Run this one past me again, because this sounds like a really, really good technique. It is. So what, what am I doing? I'm, so I'm here I am. Let's do a bit of role play. Yes. Sorry, yes, Rose, yes. you're going to have to be the narcissist for a second. Okay. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I'm you, not your home. Sorry, sweetness. <laughs> but you've just being glass lighting me, I'm coming back at you and I'm saying that's not the situation, that's not how it is, black is black, I'm telling you black is yes, black yes, and yes, you're yes. saying to me. And I'm
0: accusing you, accusing you, yeah. accusing you, oh. accusing you, accusing you, accusing you. Yes, yes, yes. Now, what do you do? Breathe. Where am I? What am I seeing? It's This is in your head. So, okay. I'm sitting on a chair.
1: Yes. And what? I'm looking at around me and I'm in this room.
0: yes. What am and I'm I? I'm
1: breathing in and in out.
0: Yes, yes. Grounding myself, my feet on the ground, my back to the to the chair, giving me support, and I'm bringing myself into the present.
1: And you were saying also about what I can smell and I can hear. Yes,
0: because bringing your senses into the present, and for a split second, you're moving away from all that is going on, the hurt, the pain, the confusion. So. Yes. So I just
1: take a moment. I breathe. Yes. I mean this sounds like something you need to practice, but I it's it something is. I'm definitely going to walk away with. You breathe. You think to yourself, what can I smell? What can I hear? And you put both feet on the ground. Yes. And your <gasps> wow. back to the and chair. you're back against Do you feel the the strength? Yes, I just put both feet on the ground. It's powerful. And your back to the chair to the back of the chair. It is very
0: powerful. It, is, it, it gives you the strength that you would need. And it distracts you for a little while from what is happening. And then here you can also add, this is not about me. I'm not taking this on. You remember when I yeah. said that? So this is not about me. I'm not taking this on.
1: That is absolutely amazing. That is a- simple. Certainly something I'm going to be practicing. As you did say, it's not something you can necessarily do the first time, but it's something that you can achieve over yes. practice. Have we missed out anything here, Rose, when we're looking at how you deal with a narcissist?
0: And something else that I'm looking at some points that I wrote um, and I insist on immediate action rather. They tend to promise They tend to promise, like if you're in a relationship with another, um, could we do this? Oh, yes, we'll do it. We'll do it next week. We'll do it next month. Give me,
1: for instance, give me a tangible example. A
0: tangible example. Um, Couple and the female is saying to the narcissistic, I would like us to go away. I would like us to have some couple time, some um, we go on holiday. Oh, yes, you're right. Sure, sure, sure. I promise you will do. No. They will never, they will never carry out that. So, insist on action. Why? Why? Why is that? Because it's not coming from them, because it's... ooh. because it's not their idea. Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, many times, insist on action. Okay. So, if I'm saying, let's do this or let's do that, and they ignore... Then, or promise rather than ignore, then insist on action. Okay. okay. Or else, um, can we visit my family, please? We we haven't been to my family. We haven't been. Oh yes, we'll go next weekend, or we'll go. Ne- can we just make a plan and we'll stick to it? Insist on the action.
1: Okay, brilliant. That's a that that's a revelation. Yeah. Anything else? And also, they need help. Yeah. They need help.
0: So um, we're not saying um, that they are this way because they utterly want to be this way. They are this way. You you spoke about it in creating. So they are this way because their environment wasn't good. The love that they received wasn't the way it should have been. Wasn't balanced. No, no. So they did not ask for this. So, and they can become, when they crash, when they realize that they're not godlike, some might lose their jobs, businesses, then they might crash. And we need to be careful. And this is where they would need help. So if we can also get them for help, don't tell them that they're narcissists. I see you're suffering. I see you're passing through a difficult time. Why
1: don't we get some help? So... That's really interesting, isn't it? So you're not going to call out a narcissist and say you're a narcissist. You're saying you're going through a tough time. Why don't you go and speak to someone? They come to see you, you can deal with it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But you're a professional and you can untangle this mess. And we
0: do, and we do,
1: yes. That is brilliant.
0: Even if if it's just for the immediate suffering that they're going through. I mean, they're humans after all. And they have good qualities as well. Mm. So it's not only bad.
1: Thank you so much, Rose. It's always an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed.
0: You're welcome. Thank you.
1: That was flipping awesome.